everybody, you're listening to the Ride Life Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all about mountain biking for the ladies, more specifically about your health, how to ride better, and be stronger. I'm your host, Liz. I'm an active mountain biker and doctor of physical therapy. I'm also owner of the Ride Life. It's a small company providing online fitness for women mountain bikers. Let's get into today's episode. Now, before we get started, I want to let you know about our free Facebook group, Mountain Biking Ladies. It's where I do a live training each week, breaking things down you didn't know about mountain biking and your health. It's where you can ask questions to me personally, and I'll give you personalized feedback. So if that interests you, join the group, and let's dive into today's episode. How's everybody doing? I hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Um, I'm live here with Roxy, and she is a fantastic mountain biking coach. She's been a coach for 10 years. And Roxy, tell me a little bit more about yourself for those who may not know you. Well, hi, I'm Roxy. I'm actually from Cyprus, but my mom's German. And uh, well, I grew up in Cyprus and we moved to Germany. And now it's been over 10 years that I've been living in Mallorca, Spain. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm a mountain bike instructor. I'm an instructor trainer for the bike instructor certification program. I'm a graduate sports mental trainer, and I just love inspiring and love giving it out there to have people build their confidence when they're riding. That's, that's awesome. That's yeah. sports mental training. That's awesome. Um, when did you get that certification? Just recently, actually. It's just been three weeks now. Right. Nice. I'm probably <laughs> going to pick your brain a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about having that. And it's cool. I've been dealing with coaching and mental stuff a lot of time, but now I finally got down to get the degree and it's it's amazing how much you can influence everything you do in life and on your bike with your mind oh my gosh it's so true i have <laughs> conversations pretty much every day with my clients about how that main that like mind body connection through it it's so cool i get yeah. so stressed about it <laughs> <laughs> all right so roxy today i wanted to talk to you a little bit about confidence and bike body trusting and being able to work on certain skills I did a poll in the group a week ago or a couple weeks ago that asked what was mainly holding people back or what did they feel like was holding people back holding themselves back Mm -hmm. and a lot of it was their trust like they're like my body knows what to do but my brain freaks out and I stop Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to talk to you a little bit more about that and then also for you guys watching live comment different questions that you have or if you if you are one of these people because a lot of us are and I think it it changes on where we see this as our issue so for me it was like I was working on my manuals and looping out was a big like body trust issue so where where do you have issues with that so where do I like personally have issues with it mm-hmm. um it always depends usually it's when I don't really know the exact outcome (laughs) so and that is actually one of the main tips that you think even you think worst case scenario and best case scenario and you you go over the options and that really helps me so that's one of the the situations where I have it and also sometimes what I think what applies to me and also a lot of women have we don't really see what could happen as in for example my boyfriend he just goes for it he sees something's like yeah i'm just gonna try this <laughs> and i don't even come up with the idea of, because for me it's just like impossibility and i think that's what sometimes is holding me back too and that's when i when i'm just not confident enough to try it once i try it it usually works 
So that's for me is a, is a main issue. Definitely. That makes total sense of you seeing which outcomes and potentials that are there. Yeah. Um, from my whitewater kayaking background, I, how you look at different things is that you actually break down the rapid and mm -hmm. see where you want to go and then mm -hmm. see what outcomes can happen if you end up certain places. And that mm -hmm. kind of determines whether or not you run the rapid or not. And yeah. that same thing so much overlays into on the bike trail, but a lot of people don't think about breaking them down, I guess, a little bit more so and seeing what outcomes could be They're like, oh, that's there's this potential option of me just injuring myself and breaking myself. Mm -hmm. well, like, well, mm -hmm. how? How would that mm -hmm. happen? Or how could you make sure it doesn't? That's mm -hmm. brilliant. I love it. Definitely yeah. going to be using that and overlaying it. Mm -hmm. Any specific skill that you're working on right now that you are like having some confidence issues with? Um, everything. Well, I just like to work on my skills on every kind of um, different areas. Um, I'm, I am working on manuals too, higher bunny hops at the moment, jumping, um, advanced rear wheel lifts, all that kind of stuff. And what really helps me also, and what I always do also with my, with my coaches, with my clients is to take it slowly. And that is, it is very dif difficult to nowadays because the expectations there are like not realistic. Everyone expects, okay, I've been riding for two months. Why can't I go on a double black trail? <laughs> and that's just the thing. It's not the way it works. And we really got to accept that. And we also have to start not comparing ourselves. As soon as I'm comparing myself to anyone, I start getting frustrated. And that's, I have this little book and I have like nice little quotes on it and, and always reminding me about it. I don't know. I think I have it here. <laughs> I'll just read some of it. Like don't be stopped by your fears and be led by your dreams. Um, love it, change it or leave it. So accept the things you can not change and change the things you can. And these are things that are not only when biking, but also in real life. So it always kind of connects. Oh, true. And, and when I'm biking and I, when I get a confidence issue, it always helps me to think about this, like, hey, stop. It's my fear stopping me right now, but it's the dream where I want to be going. And this little connection gets me back into my, into my confidence state. That's so true. So many things relate back into so much of life and how we view ourselves and our confidence within that and how we can translated over to our biking skills and then also how our biking mm -hmm. skills translated over to life. Um, a couple comments that have come up. Uh, Jennifer Jones says that she's super happy to have this interview, that you're incredible and thanks for taking time to do it. Um, a couple girls said yes, they had some confidence issues that they were having. And uh, Ever Nicole said that she, that comparing is definitely not help, helpful for her. And mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. I have issues with that. <laughs> I start getting into it, then I'm like, dang it, why did I just do that? <laughs> um, and then Cecilia asked if you would ever come to the US to be a coach. <laughs> that would be so cool. Uh, I would love to. I would really love to come the, to the US, but it's a huge problem with immigration <laughs> because I'm not allowed to work there. Um, so um, I am actually trying to think about options because especially for the bike instructor certification program, I would also like to, to teach there, but as it's not as easy. I would love to. 
definitely. Maybe Canada. Canada might be easier. <laughs> might be. I don't know the legal or the legal changes and all that jazz. It sounds very difficult to muddy through. A couple of the things that we've talked about thus far is seeing your outcome, seeing what possibilities are there to help with your confidence on the bike. Um, and then not comparing yourself, taking it slow is another way that help with confidence issues. And what if you're just kind of stuck that you're doing something, but you're, you're not fully getting the body motions because you're, you're nervous about actually following through. So example for me with my manuals, I wasn't getting down my full, like pump into the bike and shifting my body back to lift up that front wheel because my fear was looping out. I know how I've managed it and how I've dealt with it, but I'm curious to see what you say about that. What would you, what would you tell me to help? Well, if it is really the looping out, well, generally it's always very specific. So I, it's always hard to give like um, a kind of rule that applies to everyone. But for right. you, I probably would have had you practice to loop out in a controlled manner that you notice that it's your fear is not the, the ultimate you're not going to die <laughs> nothing's going to happen if you actually do loop out so in in your specific case maybe that would have helped uh how did you deal with it uh i've actually i've got a manual machine so i practice looping out that's exactly uh -huh. what i ended up doing i practiced doing the thing that i that scared me the most and mm -hmm. i did it in a more controlled setting yeah and, and that helped me a ton. And so I exactly. agree with what you just said and how you can apply it to so many other things, like practice that, the thing yeah. that is most fearful for you. Exactly. And that's what I meant also about thinking about the outcome and actually thinking about the worst case scenario, that if it doesn't matter if it's biking now or if I'm scared to call someone, that I'm saying, oh, he's just going to make fun of me. But think about it, what's going to happen then? And then what's going to happen then? And what, what's going to happen then? And then you start realizing that your mind is, is, is building up all these kind of worst case things that are just not realistic. And then worrying about it is just like walking around with an umbrella, although the sun is shining because you think it might rain. And that's what people are doing when they're, when they're worrying. So as soon as you notice that, and as you said with your manuals, as soon as you practice it and see, hey, it's, it's not as bad, everything is fine, of course, you're not going to be scared anymore. And that's also one other aspect. A lot of people come to me and say, hey, can you just like do this magic and my fear is gone? And the first step is actually that to acknowledge that fear is something good because fear is, is stopping you from getting hurt and being fearless is nothing you want to reach because you're just going to hurt yourself all the time so actually noticing that and then saying thank you hey fear it's good you're, you kept me from so much pain then going away like to the next step and saying even if my fear does happen how can I um, see that it's not going to hurt me and when you're looping out is the perfect example I love it. It's, it's so true. You don't really want to be fearless and everything. It helps you to have that, that barrier, that mindfulness of that. And I just want to know for everyone, how many people have thought about they'd rather just be fearless and that this is changing a little bit of the way that they're thinking and the way that you think now about your skills, about moving forward and how to approach things a little bit differently 
when you are on the trail, whether it's going to be that you're going to work on some skills differently, you're going to actually practice what one of the more scary things is and how, it, how it's going to change. So I want to know if you if this has changed a little bit of how you thought. If it is, just say yes down below or change a thought. I'd love to know that. Um, one thing that you can't practice as much is crashing in like a rudy or rocky section of the trail. What's mm -hmm. one of the best ways that, that you have found to help with some of that confidence issues if you come up to a, a rocky or section on a trail and you're like, hmm, what's something that, that you use to help you in that, in that section? Well, first of all, also with, with anything rocky and, and gnarly out there, it's the fear is actually telling you that your skill level may not actually be there. So also, again, thing, baby steps. So what I work a lot with people, no matter if it's a beginner rider or I actually also coach pro riders, I'm at the moment coaching a lady for the Olympics in Tokyo. And uh, there are a lot of fear issues there. And what I always say is, okay, what is this fear telling you? And how maybe your skill is the first thing we have to work on. So there again, taking a, a step back and working on the skills in a controlled fashion is what I really like to do and when I'm really scared like seriously scared I don't because as soon as you are seriously scared like if you have serious fear issues your muscles and everything is too tense to actually do what you were learning before so you don't want to ride into a section if you are really fearful about it and it is so brave exactly to walk it it is super super brave to know your limits and that is also something that I'm saying a lot of people start beating themselves out afterwards. They're like, oh, why did I work out? Wow, that's so stupid. And it is so brave. I have like 10 times more respect of someone who walked a section and knew his limits than of someone who, who just wrote it and kind of almost crashed. So if we are fearful of like rocky section or uh, very loose, um, like a slippery section, usually the reason for that is actually that we have some kind of technical skills issue in our fundamentals and it all comes back to the fundamentals and that's something i can say as a full-time coach even coaching pro riders that anything they have if it is a confidence or it's like something a technical issue in advanced techniques it all comes down to the fundamentals totally totally agreed um especially within that if you have too much fear or if you're like just frozen it's much better to walk and yeah. it's definitely more brave to walk versus not to. And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people don't, they don't put that into perspective of that. It's a respect issue. I respect you so much more if you get off your bike and mm -hmm. walk. Mm -hmm. just walk down there. Um, yeah. And going back to that, those fundamentals. So huge. Those track stands that like little tiny wheel lifts, those like, carving your bike in and out of different things like so much of that is so critical and even even like more fundamentals what i do a lot of time is is just positioning on the bike and yeah. what it changes uh, with like your pressure control on on your wheels if you're just two centimeters too much to the front or two centimeters too much to the back so i will have on my youtube channel i'll have a few videos on this topic too and it is so important and a lot of people just don't think about that and that especially when you come to loose terrain like rocks roots you notice only one centimeter too far to the back and your front wheel is washing out and the same thing one centimeter to the front and you notice you'll, you're kind of getting caught with your front wheel 
So that is like one of the fundamentals, like, as you said, has so, so much outcome. Dude, I totally agree with that body positioning and like understanding where you are. It's so mm -hmm. amazing how many athletes that I work with that don't actually know where they are mm -hmm. in space. Yeah. Like yeah. I make them do a simple back movement and they're like, this is flat, right? Yeah. And they're like planted hands on the table, knees on the table, and they have no clue what flat is. Yeah. Just, just try that. Like for anybody that's listening, just like try to know if you can get your back actually flat and what it actually feels like. Because if you don't understand what your body mechanics are, even like off the bike, stationary and set, it's hard to apply it on the bike. And it matters even more so that you practice some of these smaller skills when you get on the bike. Yeah. And especially what also is really important is to slow down. A lot of people think they always have to go faster and faster and faster, and then they're always crashing. And really, a really, really good rider will be able to do this in a slow but controlled fashion. And then you can speed up again. So uh, these are the things that will also in improve your confidence. If you know, hey, I can just ride in there slowly, and then I can dismount if, if I don't want to ride it. So I also had a video on that dismounting, which a lot of people are like, wow, I didn't think about it. And that is like an anchor because, you know, I don't have to ride it because yep. a lot of people think, okay, once I get into the section, I really have to ride it. But most of the time it's not true. You can just ride in and ride as far as it feels good. And then you can dismount your bike and then you just push your bike for two meters and not for 10. And that's the good thing. And this way you can go baby steps. Same, same principle. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I always get asked the question is like, well, is that trail too hard for me? I'm like, well, I mean, you can always get off and walk. And so I, I, I get, it's hard for me to answer that question of something, if it's a, if it's trail, it's going to be too hard for somebody. It's again, going back from my kayaking background, it's so much easier to just get off and like walk the bike versus carry your kayak around rapid. <laughs> that's true <laughs> like bushwhack and try to make your own trail like you literally can just like walk down the trail <laughs> just stop your bike versus on <laughs> it's so much easier to, we call it portaging and kayaking yeah <laughs> it's so much easier to, to portage your bike versus portage your kayak <laughs> <laughs> um a couple comments that people have said um they one girl, Jessica, she has learned a lot of her relationship with fear with mountain biking. And um, she wishes that she could be less afraid doing something, but she likes your approach to it. Um, Carol says that she doesn't like slipping off or the idea of potentially slipping off a side of a wooden bridge. Mm -hmm. um, I think, Carol, you can probably look back and now see why you might need what things you might need to work on from Roxy talking about some of those basics <laughs> love it and, uh, and you can also start actually working on these like after you've worked on the fundamentals in a very controlled fashion like on a parking lot going into medium slippery terrain so nothing really steep and slippery but like loose rocks in like a medium kind of terrain and then getting used to it again so that's also same principle getting used to working yourself to bigger slips by practicing smaller slips that's and then awesome. exactly you'll also lose the fear that's sweet that's a great way of doing those baby steps 
Sherry Cole, she is a coach that's in Tennessee. She says, oh my goodness, I could not agree more. <laughs> um, and then another Jennifer says that she loves your dismount video. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. And uh, Sylvia posted up your YouTube, your YouTube video, I think. Cool. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> Well, cool. Thanks. Thanks, help. ladies. I really, really appreciate it. Like everyone. And if, if any questions, just, just, you can write to me over Instagram or, or just comment below, like the YouTube videos. I'm always open. And if you have critique as well, if you're saying, Hey, this is BS, just tell me, um, I'm always open and I learn every day. And that's, that's the beauty of life that you can just learn every single day. I agree wholeheartedly within that learning. <laughs> I've, as I've been going through, because I have some workout programs that I have going on right now that some of the girls are doing some of the testing for me on and mm -hmm. been contacting me like, what do you, what do you want to change? What do you don't like? I can change it. Let's fix it. Yeah. I want to make this better. <laughs> so I've been probing them with questions. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely. Anything else that you would like to share, Roxy, before we end? Um, that's a good question. I did take some notes. So let me just check before I, <laughs> I kind of, um, well, while you check that, I'm just going to make sure yeah. everybody knows that I have a five day hill climbing challenge free starts next week on Monday. If anybody missed it, um, just comment hill climb or comment challenge below and I'll make sure you get the link to it. And if anybody else is watching or listening on the podcast or watching this YouTube video, if you comment or you send me a message, I'd love to share you and get you into that challenge. You ready yet, Roxy? Yeah, there's one more thing I actually noted, and that is really, really important too, that a lot of people come to me and it's like, God, oh, this is everything is so hard. And that is actually how you do notice that you are improving, um, that things start to feel easy. And that is also something that will help with the confidence and the fear issue that as soon as you, you start realizing that riding terrain, which before was kind of scary, now feels easy or wheel lifts start to feel easy. So every time you actually realize if you're in, in harmony with your bike and if you are working like according to biomechanics and physics, then you, you start noticing things, they just flow, it's easy. And that is some a tip I really want to give you. So stop thinking it has to feel hard start realizing that it can be easy and it is about fun so go to skills courses there's nothing wrong about it I was very lucky to when I started 10 years ago I started as a guide like directly after I started mountain biking and I had a few skills instructors teach me and I still take skills instruction because I never stopped learning and that is the thing go out there take courses and start making things easier for yourself because that's how it should be and that is something I really wanted to say because it doesn't have to be hard it can be so much easier and so much fun awesome I freaking love it that's so true and it, it definitely happens that that progression definitely you can you can feel it and you can tell on the certain mm -hmm. things for. awesome well Roxy how can they find you where where do you where do you live on on the internet landia uh, yeah, well, uh, roxybike.com um, is, is the webpage and on YouTube, I'm Roxy's Ride and Inspire and Roxy Bike Mallorca on Instagram. I do post a lot of uh, like Teachable Tuesdays on Instagram and, and would love it if you just 
said hi. If you have questions, always ask and would love it if you subscribe to my YouTube, which I am not living off. I'm not earning money with it. It's just I do it to inspire people. So Roxy's Ride and Inspire. Perfect. And would love it if you guys came to visit to Mallorca. It's a beautiful, beautiful island. So Spain, Mallorca is where I am. And I give clinics and give camps and it's a beautiful island. We have like 20 degrees at the moment and lots of sunshine. <laughs> okay, 18, but almost 20. Which seems so funny. It's because, uh, what is that in Fahrenheit? Because whatever you first It's about 60, oh my gosh, that's 65. <laughs> yeah, no, 65-ish. Perfect. That's great writing weather. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if you found this helpful, I'd love to know in the comments that you found it helpful. And thank you so much, Roxy. Uh, it was great having you here. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thanks for watching, ladies. And thanks. Well, that wraps up another episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe and also check out the Mountain Biking Ladies Facebook group. Hope you have a wonderful day.